Hello, this is episode three of the No Layouts Podcast. I am your host, Najee Simons, and today we will be reacting to the trade deadline and buyouts that has happened 2020. This trade deadline, I would say it wasn't a major moves trade deadline, essentially, but it's a lot of many moves that could impact this season and the future. So without further ado, the third episode will now begin. Let's start off with buyouts. Let's look at Monica. Michael Kidd Gilchrist to the Mavs. I like that move. It's another versatile defender along with KP in the front court. He can switch essentially two through four with some small ball five lineups. I really like that. I like what the Mavs is doing. I think the Mavs will be in the finals in a couple of years. And this is another good asset they can pick up and keep along Luka, who's not the best defender, but will be your best player on the franchise championship team. And you can have defenders all around him. Next, the Bucks added Marvin Williams via buyout. He's another long 3 and D forward. 3 and D forward alongside the free because you know you need defenders around him and people to space the floor. It's just, it's like the rich get richer with Milwaukee. They're on their way to win 70 games this season. I can almost guarantee it. I still feel like they should have made a trade for Drew Holiday, but I like what they're doing. We will see them in the finals this year. Now, looking at the biggest trade. I would say of the trade deadline you see the Warriors trade D'Angelo Russell Amari Spellman Jacob Evans while getting back Andrew Wiggins a 2021 first round pick top three protected and a second round pick I would say this is a win-win trade they get their basically their Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins, who can be a better version of him, actually, now that he doesn't have to be a star and can just focus on scoring with the Warriors around Stephen Clay and Draymond. He can be he can switch on defense and just when the shot clock winds down, he can go to his ISO bag and basically have everybody else handle the playmaking and stuff. You got Steph back, you got Clay back, all the pressure will be back. I expect big things from the Warriors next season. I expect them to be contenders again next season and then they got that 2021 first round pick top three protected which i can almost guarantee with d'angelo russell and car anthony towns the wolves won't be a top three team well top three worst team in the lottery so the warriors essentially got two lottery picks along with this season next season the second rounder to package pretty soon i really really like what the warriors doing i like the fact that after Carnthy Towns been complaining because that bum didn't win a game since November. Since he ain't won a game since Thanksgiving, essentially. Now that he got his best friend and D'Angelo Russell best of the Wolves, got him locked down for a little bit. Now this can entice Devin Booker to come and join up, which I said previously, and I will continue to say this, this will be his last season in Phoenix if he misses the playoffs this year. I can almost guarantee it. This will be his last season in Phoenix, and you know they already said them three will play together soon, so why not make it happen now? You got two of the three on the team. Why can't Booker just join along? And then on to the next trade, the Rockets, Hawks, Denver, and the Wolves engaged in a four-team trade. The Rockets really went all in with this five-out concept, and they added to their perimeter defense and shooting with – Robert Covington, who was having an inconsistent season with the Wolves, but his first game in L.A. and Houston didn't disappoint versus the Lakers as they 
got the victory. They just ran LA up and down the court. I like this five out offense by Houston. I, I can't lie, but this is where they really need Russ. Like they really need him. Cause as we saw in Phoenix, they need another engine to just keep going and push the tempo. Cause that's what they're going to do. Instead of seven seconds or less, they may be a four seconds or less type of offense. And they really need Russ. He's going to be very important now with this five out offense, pushing the tempo, grabbing rebounds and going. Cause the thing is Houston can switch everywhere. And they basically, all they have to do, I know people saying they're too small, they're going to get bullied in the paint. But all they got to do is like what Mike D'Antoni said, limit the second chance points. Because they will outshoot you and trade two for three. I really, I really, really like it. I think the, I think this will, this is their best lineup, the best thing they could do versus the Clippers. And I feel like they looked at the Clippers like, how can we beat them? Because you all know how I feel like the Clippers are going to win the finals this year. And they're the best team in the NBA. So why not match yourself up against the best team? You already saw they the first time they played the other LA team, they smoked them. Well, not smoked, but they beat them. And everybody thought Anthony Davis, soft ass, was going to drop 40 and 25. But he wanted to shoot turnaround fadeaways and floaters and stuff. He, basically, the way AD plays doesn't hurt them that much he's going to get his numbers but they're not going to be as impactful and the fact that the whole offense is going to keep trying to throw it down and trade two for three it just kills la they really need westbrook more than that and i really think this is i really i really i really like this i can't lie at first i was skeptical about teams just throwing it in but there's no really back to the basket centers are an anomaly nowadays and they're becoming pretty much useless so basically they're facing face up bigs and if they box out which the lakers only re out rebounded them by one rebound and limit second chance points because the lakers only had 11 they'll be good they'll be really good onto the hawks they got their big they're needed they didn't need a back down bed they didn't need somebody like andre jump i mean andre jump is good he's just a bum like he really plays for stats, and he hurts you more than he helps. Whereas somebody like Capella is better defensively. He can run, jump, and just be athletic, and it moves John Collins back to the five. The, the Hawks are really making moves now. I really, I really, really like what the Hawks are doing. They're really, really making moves now, and essentially they're becoming better and better, and they're going to join. I think they're going to be in the finals in 2023. I really, really do. I really think they're going to be in the finals a couple of years with the moves they made now and the development of the guards that they got. Onto the Timberwolves, they got some assets. They got the next pit. They got Michael Beasley, Juancho Hummer Gomez, and two others. They, they just got some young pieces I feel will potentially be throw-ins in a trade for Devin Booker soon once Devin Booker demands his trade. And Denver, on the, lastly, they got rid of Michael Beasley so they don't have to worry about paying him a restricted free agency this season and they got some other role players i think denver's game plan is to go deep they're going to try to go deep on teams instead of just beating them with their talent they're just going to try to be so deep and Denver really got deeper and deeper now so they that's going to be their game plan versus playoff teams i'm not i'm not really sure how not having an elite eight to nine helps but maybe denver will be different this year because they can essentially almost go 12 deep Onto this Miami Heat and Memphis trade, I feel like the Heat just stamped themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals, basically. 
They got two dogs with Iggy and Crowder to beef up their perimeter defense and leadership. And then they got another shooter who can defend solid in Solomon Hill. And Memphis, on the other hand, got another young asset in Justice Winslow, who's good. And he could play the point forward role. He developing his shot. And he's very good defensively. And then you got Deion Waiters, who's a bucket. But he did need a new environment because we all know about his situation in Miami. And then Gordy Jang is a nice young bib. There was always... I, 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 I kind of like the trade. I mean, essentially, they gave up. Uh, they basically gave up three players because James Johnson ended up going to the Timberwolves with these deals, that, um, this trade deadline. So they basically gave up three players that didn't play much for them for off-the-course reasons for Iggy and Crowder and Solomon Hill. So it's really like Miami won. They really gave up three players just to solidify themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean... I don't think they're going to go to the finals. I think instead of Giannis sweeping them, it's Giannis in five or six now at best. But Miami really got better. And potentially, what if they're just trying to get better now to entice a free agent? Maybe Giannis in a couple of years or somebody else that's going to be out in the 2021 offseason. Um, On to the Cavaliers trade. They got Andre Drummond for a black amount and Swisher Sweet. <laughs> Nah, they got they traded John Henson, Brandon Knight in the second round pick, and it just shows Drummond going for that cheap. Like literally, I could have gave up a better trade for that. It just shows like the value of back to the basket bigs are just becoming pretty much useless. Like they're becoming extinct in the NBA. Back to the basket bids are basically becoming dinosaurs, and it's sad, but I like the way the game is because all this backing down, posting up, post up, other than the isolation plays, the second most inefficient type of play in basketball. It's either going to be a shot or a stop, basically. Not really much movement off the post ups, etc. So, hey, sad case. This is going to be drumming last big contract because i don't think he's going to opt out in free agency i think he's going to opt in now i don't understand why the Cavs did it i don't think they think they're going to win i don't know why they got kept kevin love either or and tristan thompson but hey it's a sad case cleveland is just a, a shitty organization to deal with but oh well on to the next trade i mean alex burks alec burks been playing good lately he was playing really really good and the Warriors sent him and Glenn Robertson packing for I mean I mean they got three second round picks out of Philly to send them to Philly and it's a win-win trade because the Warriors get more assets and Burks was currently averaging 16 a game or 38 percent shooting from three and Glenn Robertson third was averaging 13 a game or 40 percent from three and what Philly needed was wings who could space the floor and hit a three-point shot so I mean it's a win-win I really think Philly also should have made a move for a shot creator and I think keeping those two I really feel like they're going to trade Joel this offseason but you can keep those two and they will fit great around a Ben Simmons led team back to the Atlanta Hawks they added more depth at the center position they got Dwayne Dedman back, who was very unhappy in Sacramento and made it known after he got his contract. And then he is a good rim protector. He shows the ability to stretch the floor. And the Hawks had cap, and they decided to beef up their inside presence, which was a weakness. I mean, 
they basically traded him for what they got him for Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. So the Kings got off a bad contract with the unhappy player for Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn on two players on cheap team friendly contract. So I don't know what's the moves in Sacramento. It's pretty much a dead end going on there. I don't see any future for real. The Aaron Fox isn't. I don't think De'Aaron Fox is like franchise point guard, can be a second or third best player, and Buddy Hill was a bad contract, but at least they opened up money to re-sign Bogdan Bogdanovich this offseason. Um, then the Rockets eventually traded Jordan Bell for Caboclo, I think that's how you say his name, just to commit, I, I guess it's just to commit not having a center. I, maybe Bell was just too tall. We saw how it worked, so this... I'm, He's not going to play for Houston. So that's just a pretty much a waste for a trade. Um, I, to me, the biggest trade was the Clippers. They just got better and better. They got Marquise, Marcus Morris, the good Morris twin, not Marquise Bumass, and Isaiah Thomas. Even though they're going to cut him, I don't think they're going to keep him, which was reported. They gave up Jerome Robinson to the Wizards. I mean, that's a shooter for Washington that can open up the floor for Bradley Bill and John Wall to operate next season. And the Knicks got some second rounders and Mo Harkless, who's potentially going to be a buyout candidate, maybe end up somewhere like the Lakers or I don't know if Milwaukee can get them and maybe Houston. I feel like Houston should get them. But and they got a rotational point guard. Not really going to help. But hey, the Knicks, I mean, they're the Knicks. They don't have to pay worry about paying more this summer, so that's fine. So that happened. I feel like the Clippers is basically stamped, stamped that they're gonna win the finals this year. Because if I don't see how the Lakers can really beat them, the Clippers just got better and better. The Lakers just stayed the same. They really haven't been that good lately. I mean, I know they won the night versus the Wolves, but before that, they were five and five in their last ten. It, it's just this AD thing. AD doesn't help Kuzma for real. And then LeBron's, everybody's trying to adapt their game to AD. And AD really needs to be the secondary piece. And LeBron needs to be the killer. Bradley Getting Bradley Bill or Kyrie Irving would have really helped them this offseason. But they didn't. And I don't see how this team could really feel like they beat the Clippers in the series. I can also almost guarantee that the Clippers are going to beat them in five games damn near like five games the lakers will be lucky to win two Kawhi's going to get another ring and basically this offseason i mean this trade deadline basically just solidified that the hawks are getting better for the future the bucks are going to go to the finals philly added more shooters so eh they look good they're going to win more games in the playoffs but they're going to the second round miami's going to be in the eastern conference finals and the clippers are going to win the championship and that's basically my wrap-up for this trade deadline. It wasn't any major moves, but basically you want to foreshadow it. There you go. The Clippers are going to win the championship, and the Bucks are going to meet them there. So don't say I didn't tell you so. Sorry, Lakers fans. You didn't want to make a move, and nobody wants to help LeBron anymore. So you're just going to have to do what you do. And when Kawhi wins at five, I don't want to hear no excuses. Now, thank you for tuning in to episode three of this podcast. Then again, this is your host, Najee Simons. Please follow me on Twitter at I'm Just Loading. Please follow me on Instagram at No Layups, No Dot Layups. 
please add me on Facebook at Najee Simons and stay blessed and have a great day.